0: It's another edition of the Past Ball Show brought to you by johnpiali.com by St. Aloysius Church and School in Jackson, New Jersey by two A's, one Passion food truck. All things that we're going to get into today in a world of baseball, sports, and unifying America. Of course, you could think of Game 6 of the 2020 Series, the Los Angeles Dodgers, World Series champions, but obviously many legs, kind of like an octopus. You think of the decision that was made to take Blake Snell out of the game, anybody that wants to throw Kevin Cash's name in there, you know where I'm going with this. It's going to sound absolutely stupid. But the prolegomenal point we're going to get into today to start the PBS has to do with the Tampa Bay Rays. Moneyball, the mentality, everything that has existed to build the Tampa Bay Rays into what they are was their ultimate downfall. And you may look at the Tampa Bay Rays and say, hey, they're a a great team to root for. If you don't have a dog in the fight, if your team isn't in it anymore, why not root for the little guys? And that's been the mentality of Moneyball, really going back to the days of Billy Bean. And it probably started in the days of Sandy Alderson. And you understand that there's this thought that small market teams in Major League Baseball can't compete with the big market teams. Now, the National Football League doesn't have a problem with it. They have a, a great TV contract at Wellington Mara, rather than allowing the richer teams to get richer, decided that it should be shared amongst all the NFL teams. And because of that, there is no market disparity. You have teams in Tampa Bay when it comes to football that have the, the same opportunity to win a Super Bowl as the great, you know, the the New England's and the New York's and the Dallas's and the Los Angeles's and the Boston's and the different types of markets that exist that we would consider in baseball to be large. But we look at Tampa Bay and we think as it applies to the Rays, well, John, they almost won the world series. They made it to six games in a world series. But what have I said for the last series of years, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Oakland athletics, they have, Setups that can get themselves to the postseason. They can win themselves divisions. They can advance to the LCS. Even in some cases, in a truncated 2020 season where you're only playing 60 games, you can get yourself to the World Series. But I'm not going to believe in Moneyball until it delivers a World Series championship. And we can talk about the Boston Red Sox of 2004. And say, hey, they used some sort of money ball mentality. They also had the ability to pay their own players. They also had the ability to bring in key free agents when they needed to. And when we talk about the different elements that are needed to win a World Series in Major League Baseball, you have to have a combination of a lot of things. Not just a money ball mentality, the ability to grab players off the scrap heap and put them into advantageous positions using analytics and numbers. Like I said, it could get you to a certain point, but it's not gonna win you a World Series championship. And I wasn't rooting against the Tampa Bay Rays. If they won the World Series, I I would've eaten some crow now. I would've said, hey, maybe Moneyball is the way to go. But I needed to see the Tampa Bay Rays win the World Series. And if you look at it, roster one through 28, That team didn't belong on the same field as the Los Angeles Dodgers. You want to talk about their strengths when it comes to pitching? Yeah. Listen, they have a great bullpen. They have starters. When they let them pitch, they can actually get some good results from. And they got a bunch of players that, from the splits, handle matchups very well. They're a good defensive team. They're a very well-run team from the top, from ownership all the way down. And we're in a spot where, you know, it's hard to go and knock the Tampa Bay Rays. And people want to do that, may not want to do that. They may may want to say, well, how could you throw a stone towards the Tampa Bay Rays because they have so little to work with? A lot of it can be thrown on Major League Baseball for not making better national TV deals to make sure they share the revenues amongst all the teams. Because you know what? You think of the Oakland Athletics you know, the Oakland Raiders never had a problem fielding a competitive team. Sure, they were in disarray. They got some bad coaching, some bad decisions that were made, and had some bad teams. But they they were in the same position that had they constructed their roster properly, they could have gone out there and won a Super Bowl. We're in the Super Bowl. Not that long ago. And you look at their team right now as they're playing in Las Vegas, You know, we're not claiming market foul when it comes to their opportunity to get to the promised land, to get into the playoffs. And we know about the, you know, the balance that exists when it comes to the National Football League that really you put a serious amount of teams in there and there really is no, you know, favorite. The Patriots have had a great 20 year run. They, they look like they're going to need a little help this year. They're going to need to turn some things around if they're going to get back to the postseason this year. But, you know, you don't look at major market size in the National Football League and saying these are the teams that we expect to be in competition for the Super Bowl. I mean, think of the market of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Think about Jacksonville and Tennessee and Tampa Bay. We're talking about how Tampa Bay cannot afford to put a product on the field. They cannot afford to invest money into a payroll to put to compensate players to play Major League Baseball. Doesn't bother them in football. Certainly doesn't bother them in the National Hockey League as the Tampa Bay Lightning are celebrating another Stanley Cup championship. You look at the payroll of that team, it's not like it's a bunch of, you know, has-beens and never will be's. But once again, you look at Moneyball and the way that it is you know, permeated the minds of the baseball fan. Go Moneyball. Go do so much more with so little. And the Rays have proven that you can get it up to a certain point. But they're never going to win themselves a World Series championship. They haven't. And unfortunately, they never will. And if you look at all the different things that were thrown into this unfortunate season with the coronavirus and 60 games and the expanded playoffs. And you can talk about the gimmicks that were thrown in there, putting a runner at second base. I don't think the Rays are ever going to be in a position like this again. There's a reason that the Yankees are considered a favorites. There's a reason that the Astros are considered a favorite. And you look at some of the other rising teams in the American League, and because they got deeper pockets, you're going to see the likes of the Chicago White Sox pass the Tampa Bay Rays. You're going to see the likes of the Toronto Blue Jays pass the Tampa Bay Rays. And you may even see a team like the Los Angeles Angels, if they could ever get some pitching, maybe move up in the category and pass the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm telling you this, right here, right now, This will be the end of the Tampa Bay Rays being a legitimate, in the minds of some, never in the minds of me, World Series contender. So you go out there and you say that Kevin Cash went out there and pulled Blake Snell in game six of the World Series. And you don't know what you're talking about. You really don't. You want to say it's what you read? You want to say it's what you saw? You saw Kevin Cash come out of the dugout? come to the pitcher's mound and take the ball away from Blake Snell. While all that is true, if you believe that it's Kevin Cash's decision, you don't know a damn thing about baseball. Just because you don't know Johnny Sprinkle Smellers name, the guy that works in the analytics staff, the one that pushes the buttons for the algorithms on the computer, and the one that has sole autonomy When it comes to making decisions like what is the Tampa Bay Rays lineup going to be? What is the Tampa Bay Rays pitching lineup going to be? Just because you don't know his name, you feel like you're throwing out some baseball knowledge when you throw out the name of a major league baseball manager. And the unfortunate thing is, is you don't know what you're talking about. And nobody's calling you out on it. Everybody's allowed it to go by because they share the lack of baseball knowledge that you, you have. And it's getting to a point where it's not just a mistake. It's not just a Freudian slip. It's the fact that people are exhibiting a lack of baseball knowledge when they go out there and they throw the manager's name and say that he is responsible for this, he is responsible for that. Once again, the manager in Major League Baseball is responsible for two things. They're responsible for the clubhouse, to make sure the players are coming to work, that they're fired up, ready to play and that they want to be there. He's the guidance counselor. Number two, the manager of Major League Baseball's job is to implement the game plan that's set forth by the analytics staff. The Johnny Sprinkle-Smellers of the world are the ones that are pulling Blake Snell in the a, in a sixth inning of game six of the World Series. It's not Kevin Cash. And for those silly people That are out there saying, oh, Dave Roberts did this, Dave Roberts did that. Dave Roberts has the same job as Kevin Kent to retain their own players. The Dodgers have a bigger ability to be able to bring in outside players and pay them an exorbitant amount of money. You know the connection between the Rays and the Dodgers. Andrew Friedman came from Tampa Bay. He was the of the world that were working in the, the analytics department that were making major decisions impacting what happens on the field. And anytime you see a team with a pitcher lineup, and I'll give you two examples. Both of the teams in the World Series had a pitcher to go to once their starting pitcher left the game. For the Dodgers, it was Dylan Floro. For the Tampa Bay Rays, it was Nick Anderson. And if you remember me talking last year about the New York Yankees and what was going to doom them in a postseason at some point was their regular pitcher lineup. The starting pitcher to hand the ball to Chad Green, to hand the ball to Tommy Canley, to Adam Adovino, to Zach Britton, to Aroldis Chapman. Now, the numbers are going to always be in favor of going to that pitching lineup. And if you continue to put in your head third time through the batting order... Let's hit the algorithm and see what it says. The algorithm, 100 percent of the time, is going to say to take that pitcher out of the game. Now, conventional wisdom will never say that, and it probably won't be proven to be more of a fallacy than what you saw in Game Six of the World Series in the sixth inning with Blake Snell coming out of the game. But you gotta, you gotta be more smarter than that. You gotta be, you gotta have a little more of a, a sense of what the hell is going on. When you go out there and blame Kevin Cash? Let me ask you this question. When you have a lousy dinner at a restaurant, you might be a little ticked off at the waiter. But you understand that the waiter wasn't the one that cooked your freaking food. You should be pissed off at the cook. The manager is the waiter in this situation. The manager is just doing what he's told to do. The button is hit on a computer algorithm, and Johnny Sprinkle Smeller says to take Blake Snell out in the sixth inning. And all Kevin Cash is doing is what he's told to do. And maybe his job is to be partially the scapegoat, the person for the general public that doesn't know any better to go out there and yell and scream that the manager is the one making this decision. Kevin Cash basically said in his post-game interview that they have to rely on analytics and they study it when the third time through the batting order happens. And they don't want their starting pitcher to do that. Do you think that Kevin Cash's idea? It sounds to me like Kevin Cash just wants to keep his job. Because it doesn't look like he has any power. Or any decision-making ability. Or any opportunity to change anything. Blake Snell was coming out of that game when Mookie Betts was coming up for the third time. Could have been in the fifth inning, fourth inning. Could have been in the the seventh inning of a perfect game. He was coming out. And once again, because we don't know Johnny Sprinkle-Smeller's name... We're going to blame Kevin Cash proving our own lack of baseball IQ. This copyright and broadcast is authorized under Internet rights, granted by the World Wide Web, and is solely for entertainment of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the pictures, descriptions, and accounts of this show without the express written consent of the past fall show, JohnPielli.com and JohnPielli LLC is prohibited. Any commercial other use of the program, such as by charging admission for showing, is similarly prohibited. So, I was thinking about, you know, the other issue That we saw at the end of the game. In game six. And you could go a couple different ways. You think of the celebration of the Dodgers. And Justin Turner. Making a bad decision. A decision that I believe. The majority of us. Would have done the same thing. If we were in that same situation. Major League Baseball screwed this up. On a number of different levels. And the problem is. Is that. From the media standpoint and the general fan standpoint that doesn't necessarily understand what's happening, it's easy to blame the target or the scapegoat or the person that is put in the position to say he is the one that caused this situation. It's almost like blaming Justin Turner for getting sick. And I don't know how he got sick. Did he leave his bubble? Major League Baseball did a great job in a bubble setting to make sure that the players and their families were protected from anybody from the outside. So unless Justin Turner was bringing a delivery person in or you know left the bubble to go somewhere else, you know there's got to be a bigger investigation to figure out exactly how somebody that's in the bubble could have gotten sick. Because you figure if somebody's in the bubble, the only way they can get infected is by dealing with somebody outside of the bubble. So Major League Baseball tests Justin Turner and they find out that there's an inconclusive and they test him again during the game and they find out that he's positive in the eighth inning, which already Major League Baseball has screwed this up. They've set protocols in place, but it's protocols that seem to change by the moment. What do you do with a false positive? What do you do with an inconclusive? Do you really test somebody in the middle of the game that they're playing? And obviously we know the stakes of the World Series. And the fear, which a lot of us had coming into this short season. You obviously know about the amount of positive tests. The Miami Marlins were impacted almost the whole team. Other teams like the St. Louis Cardinals, New York Mets, and a handful of others had positive tests during the regular season. But you think about a team being compromised in the postseason, perhaps a team being compromised in the most inopportune time, which would, of course, be the World Series. And you think of the World Series and the Dodgers. And I just said before, the Dodgers and the Rays in regards to talent, maybe a little closer than I I let on to. So a loss of a Justin Turner could turn the tide the other way. Justin Turner being out for game six, the Rays win. Justin Turner not being available for Game 7, you know, probably puts things a little bit closer. And I think the Dodgers are the better team. But if you're talking about the the back and forth that you could say, it probably brings the pendulum a little bit closer to the middle. But what should the protocol have been? And once again, this is something that I thought was very half-assed done by the commissioner in Major League Baseball. And it's proven because you have a situation where the commissioner is basically on stage proclaiming that baseball was so great in the background with Justin Turner, a player that just tested positive for coronavirus, celebrating on the field with the Los Angeles Dodgers. So you look at the commissioner's plan from the beginning and you have 60 games all played within a division, within the same coasts, with limited travel. You have a bubble setting for the postseason, which works. But then you have, one of the worst case scenarios, a player tested positive during the World Series. And Major League Baseball couldn't have dropped the ball anymore. Like I said, the commissioner's out there patting himself on the back, while Justin Turner's hugging and kissing his teammates with the coronavirus. And you want to go out there and blame Justin Turner for that. That's enabled by baseball. You couldn't have taken Justin Turner, not only off that field, but away. I'm sorry. I could be around all my family and friends. And if I get a positive coronavirus test, I hope that I make the choice myself to isolate for the health and safety of those around me. But if not, I hope that I'm forced to be secluded. And Major League Baseball didn't do anything to force any sort of seclusion here. They basically said, you go sit in the clubhouse, watch the game. Listen, the Dodgers win the World Series. Hadn't done so in 32 years. Justin Turner's been with the team since 2015. He's become a star. He's become a part of that core. The World Series championship meant as much to him as it did to any other major player on that Los Angeles Dodgers team. So I can't fault him for wanting to be out there with his teammates. The problem is Major League Baseball enabled what happened. Major League Baseball allowed for the opportunity for Justin Turner to make more of a spectacle of this whole thing that has already been made. And once again, the commissioner shows that he cares more about World Series ratings. He's out there. Can't wait to pat himself on the back while there's a super spreader going on at Globe Life Stadium in Texas. Hopefully nobody else gets sick. Do I think that Justin Turner being on the field for that celebration could have gotten other players and people involved, people on this on the field at that moment, Dodgers staff, families, others, could they get sick? Possibly. I don't think much more than what could have already happened. If Justin Turner's got this virus and it's live in his system, he's in a shower and a locker room changing and grabbing ass with, with his teammates days before game six. So if there was anything that would have been spread, it probably would have been spread then. But once again, Major League Baseball had an opportunity to step in and do something about this. I mean, to get the word that a player tests positive in the eighth inning of game six of the World Series means that there was already something that wasn't handled correctly. You're talking about a player that is in the game getting a positive because a test was inconclusive. I'm sorry. You say, hey, it puts the Dodgers at the disadvantage. The Miami Marlins were put in a a disadvantageous place for a while when more than half of their team had the coronavirus. They still went out there and had to play games. And they made it to the postseason, by the way. Yeah, so did the St. Louis Cardinals. They lost players. So to say, oh, it's it's not fair to penalize a team that's in the World Series, I thought it was safety first. This is proof that there's some sort of double or triple standard that's involved here. If it gets in the way of ratings of the World Series, then you can tell Major League Baseball is going to bend the rules, and they did. And they could put out as poignant or as to-the-point statement to indict Justin Turner and state that he did something he shouldn't have, and Major League Baseball is going to investigate it. Major League Baseball has got egg all over their own hands and face right now, because they could have prevented this. Now, you hear that the New York Mets are getting closer and closer to changing over ownership. Steve Cohen had the team or agreed to terms to purchase the team from Fred and Jeff Wilpon for 2.4 billion. The ML MLB is was it a committee that they have ended up voting seven to one in favor of Steve Cohen person purchasing, purchasing the New York Mets. By the end of the week, we will luckily likely get a vote from major league baseball's owners and it's possible or probable that more than 22 of the other 29 owners will vote in favor of Steve Cohen taking over to New York Mets and becoming their next owner. Now, it only makes sense for the other owners because Cohen is buying the New York Mets at a higher value than what the New York Mets are worth. So if he buys the Mets for $2.4 billion, the values of each and every other excuse me, Major League Baseball franchise, is going to go up. That's why he's getting voted in. But for every Mets fan, myself included, it's understood that we can't ever have nice things. Because now you got a conspiracy involving the mayor of New York City who doesn't seem to want Steve Cohen to buy the New York Mets. And if you read a very good story in the New York Post written by Mike Vaccaro, and Vaccaro is one of the best in the business, he talks about how Cohen's involvement with the insider training of 2013 was not on him. There was eight other people that ended up being fined for the misconduct that was done. And if you're going to include Steve Cohen in what happened here, you really have to twist and turn. And it looks like that's what the mayor of New York City is trying to do. For his own game, maybe. He seems to be a fan of A-Rod. Jerry Reinsdorf's in the mix, the one person of the uh, MLB committee to vote against Steve Cohen buying the New York Mets. And it also reeks of some bad optics when it comes to A-Rod and his wife, Jennifer Lopez. They made a conscious effort. They made a really good, valiant effort to purchase the New York Mets. And they didn't come up with enough money. Steve Cohen basically told Fred and Jeff Wilpon, take your best offer, bring it to me, and I will beat it. And he did just that. Now, it may not have been fair, for all the hard work that Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez and all their investors did. But the bottom line is they lost a bit. They're coming off as sore losers here as trying to hang on, trying to hope that Steve Cohen doesn't get approved so that maybe they could jump in and buy the New York Mets from Fred and Jeff Wilpon. If for some reason, Steve Cohen is not approved The Wilpons are still going to sell this team. It's not like the Wilpons are going to run the team in 2021. But once again, if you're a fan of the New York Mets, you understand you can't ever have nice things. You can't have an owner that's going to go above and beyond and spend money and have the right payroll that you need to compete for a World Series championship. If you're a New York Mets fan, you realize you don't deserve an owner that is going to invest in the analytics and the scouting and have the player personnel in there that's going to be on the same level as the Dodgers and the Rays and all the other teams that are doing everything they can to win on a year-in, year-out basis. I hope Steve Cohen is approved. I hope the mayor keeps his nose out of things. But tell me, if you're a Mets fan... Tell me you think there's any possibility That this works out in the Mets' favor The answer will be no A little bit of a recap of the show today We talked about The Moneyball Rays How they're never going to win a World Series And it might sound a little harsh A lot of people say "Hey, The Rays are a team on a rise I'm not so sure Because you're looking at the American League And a handful of teams are getting better And there's teams that are getting better With a little deeper pockets Than the Tampa Bay Rays And Major League Baseball in general is catching up when it comes to analytics. The Dodgers won a World Series with the use of analytics and deep pockets and the ability to bring in the players that they need. It's going to be a matter of time before you see the Chicago White Sox and the Toronto Blue Jays. And of course, the New York Yankees being able to use analytics, but also have deep pockets and bringing in the players that they need. If the Tampa Bay Rays and the Oakland Athletics aren't going to make more of an effort to retain their own players, to bring in some players that may cost a little more money, then unfortunately this 2020 American League pennant of the Tampa Bay Rays will be celebrated for years. Excuse me. You throw out the name Kevin Cash or Dave Roberts or on the local front, Aaron Boone, Luis Rojas, Joe Girardi, odds are you've lost touch with the game of baseball the way it's played in 2020. A manager doesn't make decisions. You probably feel like you're lacking in baseball IQ because you don't know the name of Johnny Sprinkle Smeller. The guy in the computer room for the Tampa Bay Rays that hit the button on a computer and the algorithm comes up and says Blake Snell will not face Mookie Betts the third time. That's not Kevin Cash's decision. The coronavirus, Justin Turner, the bad optics for Major League Baseball. I blame on the commissioner and I blame it on Major League Baseball. They could have done a better job in handling this. They could have made sure that Justin Turner was removed from the ballpark, which they didn't do. And they had jurisdiction to suspend the game, game six of the World Series, if Justin Turner would not leave the field. Instead, you got Justin Turner piling on teammates, celebrating the World Series, and you got somebody from MLB Security trying to tap him on the back, saying, Justin, yeah, you should probably leave. You know what he said. I would have said the same thing. And Mets fans, just know that somehow this Steve Cohen owning the Mets thing is going to crumble and fall apart. Mets fans don't deserve good things. I do want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Passball Show, brought to you by JohnPLA.com, by St. Aloysius Church at School in Jackson, New Jersey, by Two Ways, One Passion Food Truck located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. We'll be back with you next week. God bless you. And as always, I'll see you on the other side.